Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. Today's episode is about Winona's second film, Square Dance. But before we describe what Square Dance is and start talking about it, I wanted to um, make some corrections and clarifications from episode one. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so one thing that we <laughs> talked about was we we mentioned Ferris Bueller because Charlie Sheen right. was in both Lucas and Ferris Bueller. And we said that Ferris Bueller was the year before Lucas, but they actually were both from 1986. Same year. So there's the that one. You know. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Just <laughs> want to make sure we are accurate. Um, we talked about the Edison twins because that was Corey Haim's first role, or he was in that show, and we uh, speculated that it was filmed in Vancouver, but it was filmed in Toronto. Huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> very important stuff very very. but the most important is what we said about slow clap i said that i thought lucas was the first slow clap that was very not true no (laughs) so i misunderstood something that my husband said so first of all i like research but also my husband is just really has a good memory Uh. for pop culture specifically so he i thought said it was the first slow clap what he meant was it was the first slow clap he ever saw oh so it's trivia your husband's trivia yes so that's something it's totally irrelevant to anybody else <laughs> but it did make me search the slow clap to figure out what the first one was yeah and it is pretty much undecided what the first slow clap was the internet does not know anybody who's researched this has, uh, there's not probably been able some to... like Reddit debate going yeah, on. There's lots of debates about it. Um, there's some discussion of the slow clap in um, Citizen Kane. Oh. Uh, there's a lot of people differentiating between a sarcastic slow, slow clap and a congratulatory slow clap. So the Lucas one was one of the congratulatory ones. Have you ever seen a Not Another Teen movie? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's not something to like really Go admit, but like <laughs> right. they do uh, address the slow clap in teen movies. And I remember, I think there there was like random slow claps just in just between all the time. scenes. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's my feeling is that like, particularly growing up in the 80s, I feel like 80s teen movies have a lot of slow claps. Um, yeah. And I guess not another teen movie was mocking all of 80s that. and 90s yeah. teen movies. So the slow clap is a big trope. Yeah. So one correction I want to make was that uh, I said that Winona Ryder's godfather was Allen Ginsberg, but I was way wrong. It's Timothy Leary. Um, Winona's father and him were skiing, and he just asked him, and he said yes. There, there's also some uh, Winona trivia that I forgot to mention in the in the Lucas episode. Um, so Winona Ryder, that's not the name she was born with, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know. It, it was actually Winona Laura Horowitz, and she was uh, actually born in Winona, Minnesota, and she was named after Winona, Minnesota. Ah. Uh-huh. There you go. And she got the name Ryder because uh, sh- there was, like, her parents were big fans of uh, Mitch Ryder, 
And it was the record was playing in the background and she liked the last name and her agent or something like that was like, what do you want your name to be in the credits? And she was like, Winona Ryder. And it stuck. Interesting. Yes. That's good information. Something. It's something. <laughs> Especially off the top. Yeah. We need to know where her name came exactly. from. Exactly. And also, I forgot to mention the Winona Forever logo is my tattoo. Yes, the logo that we're using for the podcast yes. is a photo of your tattoo. Correct. Um, um, I wasn't the first person to come up with that tattoo. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're also not the first people to use Winona Forever as a name for something. True. It's just, there's the, a lot of things. The biggest like Winona Ryder fan site is called Winona Forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to visit that site a lot. And uh, <laughs> the logo was always so dramatic. There was like eyes. Her eyes were the forever. It was a big banner at the top. And people did banners. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) And you said there was a message board on there. Oh, there definitely was a message board. I got into a lot of interesting conversations with people. I'm sure it veered off of Winona subject matter. Yeah. It was a lot of film debate and a lot of Winona writer stuff. But like there was one thing where like a bunch of the fans got together and put money in a pot and bought her a watch. And then there were like a photo of her wearing the watch and everyone shared this photo. That was like the weirdest thing that's happened on the board. Did you put money into that? No, I just witnessed the thing happen. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) have money. That's so weird. (laughs) Did the watch have any significance or was it It just just some random watch? It was just a random watch. It was a small little uh, watch. But the guy, I guess, who thought of the idea was like, she'll love this watch. I guess it was just an idea of like, let's buy her something so that we can see her wearing it and feel... Which makes me wonder how connected. much like fan gifts, how many fan gifts does Winona Ryder get or did she get? I mean, how many fan gifts do people, celebrities people in get. general yeah. get? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be a weird, weird time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So today we're talking about square dance. I think veering off from square dance is going to happen a lot because I'm not sure that not, I don't think not, either of us really liked this film. No. <laughs> <laughs> no no sorry um how many times have you seen square dance then um i'm gonna say maybe only three times that's you know still a lot of and times. i might have fallen asleep <laughs> during one of those times okay i think fair. the first time i watched it, it was with my cousin i had taped the episode off of showcase which is the ex- episode we watched yes. uh, a couple weeks ago <laughs> on vhs yeah and i actually mm-hmm paused the commercials we were really looking forward to seeing the commercials but i like cut them out i was really you were diligent very diligent (laughs) (laughs) um so yes this film is from 1987 it is based on a novel by alan hines and he also wrote the screenplay and while we were watching it i think you mentioned that it was based on a novel or somehow maybe we looked it up and um i said that i felt like it really seemed like it was based on a novel just because it seemed like it was based on a novel that was just like about a point in time and a feeling yeah because it really doesn't have a lot of plot points no it doesn't it. it kind of doesn't go anywhere um another thing i think we should say off the top that we haven't said yet is that spoiler alert we're always going to spoil these movies like yes. obviously We're going to tell you what all these movies are about. And so just be ready for that. You can either pre-watch them or just get ready to be spoiled. Right. I mean, or something. (laughs) Not spoiled. I don't know. (laughs) Definitely with Square Dance, um, we're not recommending watching it. You don't need to. We'll just tell you about it right now. So in this film, Gemma 
is which is Winona Ryder's character, is a religious 13-year-old who lives with her grandpa, who she calls Pop, I believe. Yeah, Pops. Pops, and that's played by Jason Robards. Or um, Pa, I don't know, something like that. Something along those lines. And uh, she lives on his farm. So she's a farm girl, um, and her mom left fairly early in her childhood, if not right away. Um Okay. So her mom shows up suddenly after being absent for most of her life, and uh, she wants her to move to Fort Worth to live with her. Um, and she doesn't want to, but then she has a fight with her grandpa, and she does. She hitchhikes across the country or across the wherever, I don't know their distance. Yeah, but she, she you know, hitchhikes without for a while. fear gets into a big, you know, truck and... yeah. Goes 13 year old 13 year old on the road so then when she moves in with her mother she meets Rob Lowe whose name is Rory and he has a cognitive disability and so he's about in his early 20s I think but he yeah. gets on really well with Winona Ryder and uh, yeah they he's eventually... skilled at the fiddle it's, yes yeah. that's right he's a fiddle player yep uh, and then they eventually make out and talk about getting married and we're all uncomfortable because of the age difference. Yeah. So that's basically, that's basically what this movie is about. And then, yeah, like, um, I, I read a uh, Roger Ebert's review of it recently. Okay. He, he hated it. He gave it one star. That's fair. And he was like, he was, he was, you know, it was one of those ones he had fun writing because he was just like, don't go see this. And like, it's a snooze. Just read the book. And he was like, what were they thinking? There was a lot of, uh, he just didn't understand the pace or the point mm. or the message. Like, what is the message? And that's true. Yeah, like, I don't know what the message is either. And he's like, it's called Square Dance. And if you know anything about Square Dance, you always end up back at home. And um. I guess that's what Gemma did. And... That's it. Well, I think the TV movie version of it, which is the same movie, oh, but it was, it was on TV, Home is Where the Heart home is. is. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. <laughs> it is all about home. Um, Winona yeah. has said about this film, actually, the only thing that I could find was that she said um, that uh, Gemma was exactly the opposite of who she was. Yes. Yeah. I read that as well. Yeah. On the Winona Forever <laughs> fan site. Maybe that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good resource. Um, I mean, I I do feel like one thing that they did well in this movie was set up all the characters and their kind of like stereotypical ways that they act. Like you you really knew who each of these characters were and what to expect from them. True. They were very, they were such characters. Archetypes, yeah. Yeah. Um, the director said about Winona, I have a quote. I don't know where I found this. Probably from the same site. A great kid, very talented, very intelligent. Yeah, I think that was also on Winona. Yeah. For- um, and Rob Lowe was nominated for a Golden Globe for this yes. for this role. And yeah. it was the opening night film at the Sundance Film Festival in 87. Yeah, uh, that surprised me. Yeah, I think it's because the director is like, you know, has some sort of you know name or he's done a lot of bigger films or like you know uh so he had some sort of reputation but like this film was probably like tanked and it it didn't do very well at the box office because the director did like old he's an old guy so he's done (laughs) he's he's done a lot of old he was born in 1920 there it is uh so daniel petrie he was born in 
Nova Scotia. Oh, Canada. There's a lot of things coming back to Canada so oh, far boy. in this podcast in her life. Um, I feel like there was some Canadian connections in this as well. But anyway, that's interesting. So just maybe uh, because of his legacy, he got... Yeah, he did Raisin in the Sun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing I read about this is that... She, so the executive producer saw her in Lucas, and then she became their top choice, which I think we're going to hear a lot of in the next few movies yeah. coming up, um, and that she was called out of algebra class to be told that she got the job. Oh, pretty cool. So Beats algebra go. right there. Right. <laughs> Uh, I guess it is not a I great mean, movie. <laughs> I'd rather act in a movie than do algebra. This is true. This is true. But even if it's this one. Some <laughs> yes. things that I liked about this movie, though, um, were just little tiny things, like the fact that when she was still living in the small town in the like farm community, her teacher made her a crochet bookmark as her gift for the last day of oh, school. Oh, yeah, that was cute. When they're setting up <laughs> that she's, like, wholesome and yeah. the, like, prize student and... Everybody loves her. Um, her outfits are pretty cool. She looked, I mean, she just looked like a today's hipster. Really? That's true. Yeah. She was supposed to be the nerdy girl yeah. and that just made her But she her just had like, like big a... glasses and like overalls and I'm like, isn't that what like the kids are wearing these days? Pretty much. Yeah. And she had big glasses. Yeah. What did you think of the race relations aspect of this film? Did it seem to make any was, sense as to why no, it was happening? It, it didn't know what was happening. It seemed unnecessary. Just not really part of the rest of it. Like Maybe the book had more of it I, happening. I like the book probably had way more to it. Yeah. Like it wasn't a good adaptation, if anything. Um, yeah. So basically the grandfather, I think, warned her. Like, So they all went to church. They were yeah. churchgoers. So there was a lot of black people at their church. And I think the grandfather warned her not to hang out with yeah, um, he didn't want them sh- her hanging out with like one of this one guy. She kept like hanging out with this and it ended up being the Beecham. Grand- oh yeah, Beecham. 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 He ended up being the grandfather's friend like you know, way back from way back or something, but the Gemma he told Gemma to stay away from him. And mm. then there was some weird incident where everybody thought he was killed in the right. and they were dig- trying they were to d- dig, him dig him up because he'd been buried. Yeah. Um I think to me, because I mean, also then when she moves in with her mom and her stepdad or whoever, the mom's boyfriend, yeah. they said a few racially like insensitive things. And so I don't know if they were trying to set up that like she's the only like not racist person. <laughs> like here, you should she's like just her. surrounded she's by a bunch racist. of racists. Yeah, I don't know. Who are jerks. I don't know. But maybe. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, grasp whatever the what they were trying to do was. there. But at the end, um, Meacham comes, isn't he? And they all sit on the porch or something together. They play music. <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh, at the end, when she goes back to her grandfather's, Beecham is there, I think. Oh, he's there. But So I don't know. Like I think harmonica. he's just hanging. So I yeah. don't know if this was also supposed to be like, look, he's friends with the grandfather. The yeah, grandfather's they're not buddies really now. Like, yeah. I have no idea what the point yeah. there was. But yeah. He's a nice guy. It's fine to come back home to this now. He didn't die. He didn't get buried yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, so we've talked about the race relations aspect of it. What about the inappropriate relationship between Rob. Winona and Rob Lowe? It was a very complicated inappropriate relationship, <laughs> like in many levels. Like, I feel like... Yeah. Uh, I feel like they were like... 
very nonchalant about it. Like it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, just, you know, two kids in love. But like, you know, the guy is, you know, 21 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she was 13. Uh, So that. And then, I mean, I think she was kind of just like, this is the person I'm in love with and I'm going to marry him one day. The Romeo and Juliet thing. They kissed or something. And that was, I think, all. Yeah. Um, but then towards the end, doesn't Winona catch him having sex with like an adult woman? Yeah. This adult woman like seduced him and yeah, she catches him and that was, that was, that was like the devastating end of their relationship really. Right. And then Winona hits the woman in the head with the Bible and you think that she might have killed this woman? Potentially, but But she doesn't. I don't think she did. No, she doesn't. Um, but that's just like the traumatic moment yeah. in the film uh before she finally or does she decide to leave or does her mother say like i can't take it i can't have you here anymore i disinvite you from yeah, living with me i think me. her mother basically said get out of here yeah and her mom wasn't really that into being a parent and so she was just like okay it's not gonna work yeah she kind of half-assedly tried to make it work and then it ended I don't know. There was moments of this that reminded me of Tideland. Have you ever seen Tideland? So that is a Terry Gilliam film that a lot of people had problems with because it was like another like uh, cognitively disabled man with like a young girl. And Uh. they're kind of having like, uh, I don't know that they were. It's been a while since I've seen Tideland. I don't know that they were explicitly having a relationship. It was just more of a they acted together like they were in a relationship and maybe right. had like fantasy relationship together. I don't really remember. Um, but people were like appalled by it. But it was more of like a fantasy film in general. Right. It was like a right. girl who had terrible things happen to her and the two of them take off together in this like fantasy. But um, uh, maybe I'm just blocking out how inappropriate it was, but. <laughs> this reminded me of that. So if you didn't like Thailand, don't watch Square Dance. Um, yeah, there's there's some potentially problematic stuff in it that, I mean, and the, if you can even like get through the movie to that point, then <laughs> I think mostly the problem with it is that it's kind it, of boring. It's very, you know, like it's a farm. There's not many people. Uh, it's very slow paced. The music's kind of awful. What I'm wondering, it's just, you know, piano, (laughs) slowly, you know, I don't know. It's not inspired filmmaking, that's for sure. Yeah. So what do we think of Winona in it, though? One thing you pointed out to me um, is that she says Jesus a lot in her films. Um, She obviously did hear. She did hear, yeah. She says, when in Lucas, she says Jesus after... Uh, the guy was like, Lucas has gone out for the football team or something. Or no, the the when they were talking about the, the uh, teacher. teacher. Yeah, th- that he committed suicide. And she said, Jesus. But she'll say it. I think she says it uh, she's, like, probably in like Reality Bites. I'm thinking there's a Jesus in there. Um, girl interrupted for sure. I think we're definitely going to notice each yeah. time <laughs> now when we're watching um, if she says it. But. She does say it in here. Sweet Jesus. She says something when she first first meets Rob Lowe, I wrote down. So early in her first conversation with Rob Lowe, she says, did you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Savior? Oh. So. That's pretty good. That's where she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why she hits that girl in the head with the Bible, Bible at the end. <laughs> 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I, for me, like obviously it wasn't really a relatable character that uh, and you, yeah, for, for me. And I, I think I watched it like um, much later because it was really hard to find film. It wasn't in my local video store. And I was just lucky to find it on Showcase in the mid-90s <laughs> during my peak obsession time. Right. Um, and yes, this is the first time I watched it. I actually had never heard of this movie before. I didn't know it was a movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people have unless you're like looking at her filmography because it wasn't really talked about. I I think I saw something that maybe it was like, you know, some tabloid information that like Rob Lowe and Winona Ryder might have dated. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely photos of them uh, at like an opening. Yeah, like they went to the Golden Globes together for a square dance. But like, I don't know. That's nothing. Yeah, it may not have been real dating. Yeah. Do you have a other Winona trivia that we should know? Um, let's see here. So this is the quote that Winona said about this character. The role was a real challenge, a character that was my absolute op- opposite. Right. There it is. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I would say that's accurate. I would say it was a role I didn't expect from Winona, which is fine. It's good. Early yeah, in her career, her she role. was trying different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before she hit her niche. Of which, like troubled girls, yeah, which we're going to get to in the next exactly. episode with Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Oh! <laughs> Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaran. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me. Thank you.